Support for this podcast and the following message comes from KUST Campus Radio. A student-operated, non-commercial radio station, KUST provides students and faculty of St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in anytime to KUST at Mixler.com slash KUST hyphen radio. Welcome to Keep the Ball Rolling, presented by Tommy Media. On today's show, we review recent Minnesota sports news, discuss our top five favorite sports movies of all time, review St. Thomas volleyball player Kate Achenbach, and recap Tommy sports from this past week. I'm Andres Tejeda. And I'm Cam Kaufman. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for episode three of Keep the Ball Rolling. Today, we begin our show with a recap of the latest news in Minnesota sports. Last Friday, the MLS season started off for the Loons in a season-opening loss 4-0 to Seattle Sounders. Uh, Seattle Sounders are probably one of the best teams in the MLS, Cam. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to catch that game. You know, um, I watched a little bit of it with one of my roommates the other day. She plays soccer here, so she loves um, the Loons. And so, yeah, we watched a little bit of it, and their goalie, I know they may have lost Mm 4-0, but their goalie for the Loons is so good. I remember watching him a lot last season, too, Mm -hmm. and he's crazy good. Uh, We watched this one shot he blocked uh, within the first, like, I think about 20 minutes of the game, and it was like, holy cow, how did he even stop that? So yeah. yeah, but, you know, unfortunate that they got the loss uh, to open the season. But, um, you know, they were looking pretty good at the end of last season, if I do remember right. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the start of the season, baseball season is now underway with the regular season. Twins are 6-8 and eight now uh, in the American League Central behind the Royals, Indians, and the White Sox. Uh, Twins did win their home opener against the Mariners, but a uh, tough overall start. Uh, but it's still a little too early to tell the season outcome just because sure. the Twins have a stacked lineup and yeah. great pitching. Um, and, you know, first month of baseball is always testing out the waters. Baseball, at least in my opinion, gets started late May, middle June. July is when you start seeing the numbers really well. Um, their next games against the Athletics have been postponed due to COVID-19. So uh, we'll be waiting for more news from the Twins organization. Absolutely. I know my favorite player, Mitch Garver. I'm waiting for him to get uh, some more games in right now. Yeah. But, yeah, hopefully no more postponements or uh, cancellations and stuff. And so hopefully they get to get to play some more pretty soon. That would be pretty awesome to maybe catch a game. Yeah, got to love Garver sauce. <laughs> uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, not doing so hot, 15-43. and 43 Wow. After a loss to the Los Angeles Clippers on Sunday, um, and in recent news with the Timberwolves, Alex Rodriguez yeah. is uh, going to be buying the Timberwolves, and I think that's going to be interesting to see yeah. how he plans on, uh, on making this happen. I know, what's his name, uh, Dwayne Wade also just recently bought the Utah Jazz this yeah. and so a lot of uh, movement in the NBA uh, with ownership. Yeah, for sure. I know one thing that they kind of talked about possibly is, um, I don't know if uh, A-Rod is thinking this per se, but moving the Timberwolves as an organization mm-hmm. out of the Twin Cities totally. And I don't know if that's A-Rod's plan overall or what. Um, but so that would be something pretty crazy if that kind of came about because of this. But I know they said that um, when Alex Rod- Rod- Rodriguez takes over, it's going to be about like a four-year transition mm-hmm. or three or four years. So it's going to be a little bit before he like gets more um, – more into like the you know ownership role but 
Yeah, that's pretty crazy news. I know. Um, yeah, Alex Rodriguez, uh, very storied uh, athlete in the world of sports. Not for only sure. Baseball is. He's a broadcaster for ESPN. He's owned many, just many entities in the sports world. Um, his buddy, uh, Derek Jeter, owner of the Miami Marlins as well. So I'm sure Jeter might give him a few tips. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hopefully hopefully um, he can, you know, bring some rejuvenation to the Timberwolves and hopefully pull him out of the out of the losing category, you know. Hopefully this brings some good change, though, <laughs> for sure. I have faith. <laughs> Uh, finally, the Minnesota Wild are third in the West Division, just behind the Golden Knights and first place Colorado Avalanche. They're on a three-game winning streak, beating the San Jose Sharks in both games. They're set to face the Arizona Coyotes in the next two games, and then facing San Jose again in San Jose. Uh, they will continue to play teams only in their division, which was the new rule at the beginning of the NHL season, where teams will only play division rivals. And when it comes to playoffs, they're going to build that whole new we saw a little bit of it last uh, season with covid how they had one bubble like the bubble sure yeah, oh it's, wow it's gonna be really interesting because teams are only facing teams in their division yeah and, and the wild just moved out of their original division to the uh to the west division so it's been interesting the wild doing pretty well again only third behind the knights and avalanche but minnesota hockey um on our next segment we're going to be talking about our top five favorite sports movies of all time so stick with us and uh, you won't want to miss it i am very excited for this segment i think that um i made a pretty good list not gonna not not trying to brag or anything (laughs) but um so i'm gonna start mine off with my number five and then work my way down to my number one greatest sports movie of all time so number five, I had Like Mike, which is, um, for our listeners who don't know, it's a movie about um, this little boy who he one day he finds this pair of sneakers um, outside and he puts them on and then it makes him like Mike, as oh, in wow. like Michael Jordan. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a comedy, but it's also like, it's just so, so I have a lot of good memories with that movie for sure. <laughs> um when my brother and I were younger, we'd like be driving on our way to, um, you know, a bunch of tournaments, whatever his his sports tournaments, my sports tournaments, and we would always watch Like Mike in the car. That was one of the few movies that we like watched just 10, <laughs> 20 times, I swear, like a year. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it. I'm going to have to watch that one. Yeah, for sure. It's funny. Um, but yeah, then he, he gets to like, he like plays in the NBA. It's, oh, wow. it's awesome. And he's like, a I don't even know how old he is. He's got to be like, 10 you know like at most it's so funny yeah Yeah, and so all a couple of the nba players like you know just hate him because he's so good and he he can like dunk from like the three-point line or like you know the free throw line just like mike and all this stuff it's (laughs) awesome yeah (laughs) for number four i have miracle Mm -hmm. um you know i put this one on my list um if i'm being honest i have never seen it Uh but I always, I swear, I think probably twice, three times a week, I hear about this movie, um, <laughs> especially this semester, having been in Tommy Media with some people who really, really love this movie. Yeah. Um, and so I put this on here, though, because it holds a lot of, like, a special place in a lot of people's hearts, mm-hmm. though, especially from Minnesota. Um, Herb Brooks is, um, he was from here, and so he was the coach, though, there, mm-hmm. and or coach in the movie, um, or in real life, um, (laughs) that the movie is based upon, excuse me. And so I really put this on here, though, because I know a lot of people speak very highly of it. It is on my list of movies to watch soon, and I know I will. 
but for the sake of my top five of all time, <laughs> I knew that I had to put this on here. <laughs> yeah, someone in town of me is actually related to her. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to expose anybody, but yes, absolutely. Yeah, that that I heard I re- heard that recently, and that's really cool. <laughs> uh, number three. Bench warmers. Um, you know, this is probably like if I am doing if I'm doing this from like um like my personal like funniest sports movies of all time, I would probably put bench warmers like at number one. But because it's like greatest sports movies of all time, I had to put it at number three. It's heavy medium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, I literally love this movie more than anything. I know my roommates can attest to the fact that I quote this movie daily mm-hmm. i'm not even kidding i don't know why <laughs> it is that i do this but mm-hmm. i literally it's it's all the time and i just it's so it just i need i need to stop sometimes <laughs> honestly sometimes my roommates think that i'm what's kind the, of insane what's your favorite quote or most used quote from the movie that you say i i love salad <laughs> that is one of them um you know there there are a ton more but um that's just one of them a lot of times i'll just like explain scenes to my roommates and they've never seen it so they're like cam you we have no idea what you're talking about but yes um i love salad is a really good quote from that movie there are tons more though and of course i'm gonna blank right now because i'm under pressure oh, but no, <laughs> i know i know but yes that was also one of the movies that my brother and i would watch um on our way to tournaments all the time in the back of the car with our parents um so that one yeah that one's pretty awesome and then number two, um, A League of Their Own. Of course I had to put this one on here, not only because it is a fantastic movie, but because Tom Hanks, any movie with Tom Hanks, I love. Yeah. Um, I literally don't think I dislike a Tom Hanks movie. Um, and so I have that on there. And also, though, I watched this movie, like, so much when I was younger with my mom all the time. And it's probably one of the reasons why I, like, have such a big love for softball and just athletics and sports, you know, in general, yeah. was probably because of this movie starting off with it. Because it's a pretty old movie. And it's, yeah. yeah, it was, like, it's pretty inspiring, you know, um, all these girls playing. It was baseball back in the day, so it wasn't yeah. technically softball, but it was women playing baseball. Yeah. baseball. So, yeah, so, like... Um, and so, I don't know, um, one of my favorite quotes, though, from that movie, well, probably one of my favorite quotes of all time, mm-hmm. there's no crying in baseball. There no, there <laughs> is not. I literally, my mom uses this quote mm-hmm. an un, unprecedented amount of times, I would say. <laughs> um, like when I was little, you know, and, you know, you have a bad game. And what do you want to do when you're a little girl and you have a bad game? You want to cry. Yeah. My mom would literally come up to me and she'd be like, Kim, there's no crying in baseball. And so then I would just have to get over it. And it probably made me a lot tougher, um, you know, just having like kind of gone by that mantra a little bit. So that is that movie holds a really special place in my heart, though. It has a lot of good memories. And um, yeah, it, it's probably one of the reasons, though, why I love softball so much today. Yeah. Uh, do you know where it was filmed? I do not know where it was filmed. It was filmed at Wrigley Field. Really? <laughs> I kind of figured you might say something about Chicago. Yeah. Wow. I, I remember, just remember when I first watched it, I was like, huh, that field looks familiar. Like, obviously, <laughs> they changed it to sure. dimensions and the way that it looked. Because there's no outfield. <laughs> but then I, I remember just looking at it one day, I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that is. Wow. That's a very fun fact. I did not know that at all. Well, that's super cool. <laughs> which uh, then next, that brings me to my number one on my list, which is Remember the Titans. Um, a lot of people probably have this movie on there if they made their own top five lists. Um, 
I just, I think it has a really great message, especially, like, in the time that it was, you know, filmed about or, like, came out. And so it was, you know, very inspiring to people and kind of brought a lot of hope and seeing that, like, you know, things can change and things can get better and people can, you know, learn to be more inclusive on teams that were so, like, like divided back in the day by, you know, by, like, race. And yeah. so I just think that was, I love that movie. I just think that was a really awesome message, though, and very, like, you know, necessary very necessary so what if i can ask when did you uh what was the first time you watched Mother of the titans i believe that back in the day my dad i think we just it would it's on tv like pretty often and i think my dad and i watched it together one day um just kind of randomly like i walked into the room and i was like oh like what are you doing and he yeah. was like oh, i'm watching this movie you have to watch it so we like re- rewound it all the way back to the beginning <laughs> and he we like watched it together um and so i think that was it i don't really remember exactly how old i was but it was a little while ago uh, yeah most recently though um my senior year of high school in the summertime with my softball team we watched it back home and we all of us as a team for like a team bonding thing, we watched it. And the amazing dance scene in that movie, <laughs> it stuck with us so much. And, you know, they play Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Yeah. And it is just, we added that to our pregame playlist after that for like. Y'all um, went to the locker room to it? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. We, we literally, we literally would play it. Um, before each like it would be like one of the final songs before we'd like come in after warm-ups you know for our for our games and so like it would just get us so hyped and we all would just like really be jamming to it so um yeah but that movie is really it's so sad but it's literally so good and it has such a good message that i think i really had to put it as my number one movie awesome. yeah. yeah i think i remember the first time i watched it was maybe in high school was when yeah i watched it I think it's good to watch. I think it was my freshman year. I think it was a good age to start watching movies like that to see, like, hey, it's not just, like, in the history books. Like, it's a real thing, and it can happen around in any shape or form. I mean, in today's day and age, we've been seeing what's going on, but uh, it's a great reminder. Absolutely. Uh, it's most important. For sure. Um, for my top five, I uh, I might be a little biased here. You know, my, I, I tried to keep them all different, but they are all baseball movies just because I love baseball. I tried to put in an odd sport in there. Um, my number five was between three movies. Oh, yeah? Secretariat, Sea Biscuit, and Moneyball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but those horse movies <laughs> I, are something else. I love Sea Biscuit. No, that's the truth. I, that's one of those movies that I watch all the time with my mom when I was younger. <laughs> I love Sea Biscuit. My mom, she's gonna listen to this podcast, and she's gonna say, "I'm so glad that you talked about Sea Biscuit. I can hear it already." Yeah, I mean, horse racing is a sport, you know. It um, is. But no, my number five is gonna go to Moneyball. Um, sure. I remember watching it when it first came out, and it just really resonated with my hometown team, with the Cubs, back in 2013 or sometime around there. We had made a new <laughs> signing, and our entire like, like game plan to get ourselves to a world series yeah was based on billy bean and Moneyball. yeah <laughs> and it ended up working but unfortunately the athletics never made it and uh, my roommates like to say why is it that anytime i want to see the minnesota twins win something because <laughs> 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 the uh, athletics lost to the twins and the playoffs um yeah I, I think it's a great movie um Jonah Hill does a great job. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> of the movie. I do um, love that movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's good. Uh, in the number four spot, uh, For the Love of the Game, it is a it is a movie about um, a 
pitcher for, from the Detroit Tigers. Uh, he's going through a lot. It's kind of the story of the aging ball player when you finally hit the point where you can't play sports anymore. You're told you can't play baseball, you can't yeah. play this. And I think that's something that athletes always have in the back of their mind. It's like, when is the day that I realize that I can't play the sport that I love? Yeah. And so the story is that, that he's trying to come to peace with it because he keeps arguing with you know, the front office saying, I can still pitch, I can still do this. But in reality, he is he's getting up in age and the way that he finds solace, or, 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 or not solace, but peace in it, is with, um, and they made it a drama, but with um, his love for his, his, his girlfriend or the long-term relationship, I believe it's the name's Jane. Um, i trying to look here real quick. Uh, so it's Kevin Costner and Kelly Preston. Okay. Uh, do this and okay. It's based around, uh, it's, it's not a um, based on a real story, but uh, the pitcher's name is Billy Chapel, And um, I think it was just a really great, great movie. And um, my one of my favorite broadcasters of all time, Ben Scully, uh, former broadcaster for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Mm -hmm. uh, he was in the movie, and I was just like, oh, oh wow. I know that voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah. Uh, in the middle spot, 42. Uh, I love that movie about Jackie Robinson, played by the late Chadwick Boseman. Uh, the man can act. He's yeah. He's just in incredible, and I think they did a really, really great job on bringing Jackie Robinson to life, just because it's one of those... He, he's a trailblazer for the African-American black community to play in sports. Not mm -hmm. just baseball, but just sports in general. In general, absolutely. Um, and then you have greats who follow him, Ernie Banks, Billy Williams, Hank Aaron, who just passed away, yeah. Joe Morgan, uh, also passing away this past year. But Hall of Fame icons for sure. following Jackie Robinson. Um, and I think my favorite thing about that entire movie, outside of the movie, was the... Uh, was the... the uh, the music or, or the song that came out by um, Jay-Z. Okay. <laughs> and, I don't know. It was, it was, I believe it's called Brooklyn We Go Hard. And because back then there were the Brooklyn Dodgers. Sure. And yeah. it was just, one of the, it's just something I had replaying in the car whenever I'd go to, like, to my baseball games. And <laughs> I don't know, it, I think it's a great movie. Um, I mean, like I said, Chadwick Boseman, great job. For sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say one of my favorite scenes from that definitely is the one where, you know, he they're they're on the field and like mm -hmm. I think they're getting booed yeah. um, because Jackie Robinson's out there and you know the fans are against him and um, and then you know one of his teammates comes over there and he says maybe maybe today or like maybe one day we'll all wear forty two yeah. and then they can't tell us apart and I just think that is like one of the coolest like you know sports movie quotes that you can get like that is it's so cool yeah and we just uh, Major League Baseball celebrated Jackie Robinson Day April fourteenth not yeah. too long ago. Um, and Major League Baseball uses that quote on their Twitter, Instagram. Maybe one day we'll all be playing. Uh, I'll be wearing the number forty-two, and I just always remember that. Movie, yeah, so. that's really cool. Um, my Good choice. Spot, yeah, <laughs> and my number two spot, Rookie of the Year. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> one of the first baseball sports movies I've ever watched. Great it's just, movie. It's a good comedy. It's, it's so, so good. good. When I was younger, I was like, huh. Maybe I should go to Wrigley Field, sit in the bleachers, <laughs> throw a baseball as far as I can, and maybe I'll get signed. Maybe you'll be maybe you will be the next rookie yeah, of the year, Andres, exactly. for sure. Um, it's just it's a cute movie. It it's, is. It's one of my favorites, um, but it's not my number one spot, and I'll explain why when I when I name it. But it's one of those movies that's just like my earliest recollections of like why I love the game of baseball. 
Um, for sure. It's not based on anything that's true. It's just <laughs> a cute movie. My it's just funny. Absolutely. Younger, it's just one of those movies that just going to stick with me. One of my one of my favorite scenes from that is um, it, it's like after a game or maybe after practice. I can't remember for sure. And um, they they have like a trainer guy, mm-hmm. and he goes, "The key to recovery. I have figured out the key to recovery. It's not heat, and it's not ice. Mm. The key to recovery." is hot ice. He goes, you have to heat up the ice. And me and my teammates on the softball team who have seen that movie quote that like All like no other. Like no other. Absolutely. Because it's just, it's so ridiculous and it's just so funny. So, yeah, we quote that movie a lot, though. Or, like, especially that scene a lot. And, yeah, that's a great movie, though. I like that choice on there. Yeah, my favorite part of that movie is when he's up to bat and pitchers throwing it and he goes, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the yep. And, the as well. and she's doing it, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think it was last year before COVID. Uh, they did a mic'd up section with Chris Bryan and Anthony Rizzo. And Chris Bryant was in the box. He was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> That is awesome. Um, my all-time favorite movie is The Perfect Game. And I found it actually on Netflix. It is a story of this little league baseball team from Mexico who just competed. Just wanted there were a group of kids who wanted to play baseball and and they found this uh, this coach who was a um, part of the uh, St. Louis Cardinals organization at the time, but he was a janitor and he was told that he would play baseball. Never got to play. And so he went back home to Mexico and these kids found him and they found him in this shack and they asked him to teach them how to play baseball. To yeah. coach them. And so long story short, the kids get a team, everyone in their Pueblo or little city um, puts enough money together to get them jerseys and mm-hmm. send them off and they start winning games just out of nowhere. They yeah. start winning the games. They do very well. They're able to make the Little League World Series. First team from Mexico to ever make the Little League World Series. They end up winning the wow. Little World Series <laughs> that year and winning with a perfect game. Sure. Um, and this is based on a, on, a, on a true story. Wow. And so I remember watching it. And I think that was the first time I ever saw, at least for myself, my heritage, my ethnicity represented in the sport that I love. Because in Latin America, it's all about soccer. It's, it's mostly all about soccer. And so I've seen soccer movies like that, but I've never seen... A baseball movie with kids who look like me who wanted to play baseball like me and see that baseball is actually very popular in Mexico. There are plenty of teams. And I don't know, it was just such a feel good story. And I was just like, I could see myself like seeing myself if I grew up in Mexico yeah. live there, like playing baseball with rock and, you know, uh, end of a broomstick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I've actually, I saw that movie or watched it also on Netflix mm-hmm. a long time ago. And yeah, you talking about it right now brings it up to me. Yes. It brings up the memories. And yeah, that is a really good movie. Um, it has a bunch of like, uh, a bunch of good names or like good names of like child actors in it. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool though. But yeah, that is definitely a good movie. Yeah. I, I remember like um, the last scene of that and it, it, it's good. I won't spoil it for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and also, I'd like to put a little shout out in here to our producer. Uh, she would like to remind everyone that the the, the about the Rocky movies and how good oh, they are, yes. specifically Rocky Four. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm being honest, I have not seen Rocky Four, but I believe I've seen the first Rocky. So um, she can't get too mad at me for that. She's giving us a look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, also a couple other movies, they get some shout outs from her. Field of Dreams. Um, that's that's an Iowa movie. So I heck yeah. Come. Yes, absolutely. That's an Iowa movie. I am sad to say that that was not on my list, but it is a very good movie. That's for sure. Uh, Love and Basketball also is on there, and that's uh, pretty pretty awesome as well. Um, 
And was it yeah. draft day? And he got game and Whitman can't jump. I think draft day is a really good one. I would have put that up there too. I, I honestly don't know if I've seen that one, um, but watch it. It's really okay. Good. <laughs> I'll, I'll trust. I'll trust you and Mia. Sounds yeah. great. <laughs> and our next one will be interviewing a volleyball player from St. Thomas, uh, Kate Achenbach. Yeah, absolutely. Kate is a um, a sophomore civil, civil engineering major who played in all 35 matches for the team in the 2019-2020 season, and she helped lead them to a 30-5 and record with 299 total kills on the season, just one shy of 300. Welcome and thanks for joining us, Kate. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, so, according to our stats here, it's been 502 days since you guys have had a game due to cancellation and COVID. Um, how do you feel to have a season back? <laughs> uh, it's, it's great. Honestly, it's a blessing to even be able to play right now, especially with everything going on with COVID. But it's, it's cr- definitely crazy. We're yeah. all a little bit off just because it's been such a long time but yeah. it's great to be back in the gym yeah, and so when you first heard that your season last year would be would be cut or that you guys couldn't play in the spring what was it like for for your team you know the girls on the team and even for your coach um for our team i feel like we we all were a, kind of not expecting it but with everything that happened this spring and going into the summer it just wasn't likely so I know we all like stayed on top of lifting throughout the summer and stayed up to date with that and we kind of adjusted our fall so that it would be more skills based and we were separated into pods by our position which was a lot easier to um, kind of work on those little skills so we basically like flipped our spring and our fall season so then this fall we were doing two days a week so the mindset was a little harder to get back into the volleyball, but we it was so we were just happy to be in the gym. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know, especially after yeah, five hundred some days. That's yeah. that's crazy. So yeah, well, we're glad you guys are back in the gym too. Get to come, <laughs> get to come watch some games, maybe. Um, which that was what I was going to ask you. How can fans even you know no in person attendance right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How can how can fans watch your games then? Yeah, so if you go to the Tommy Sports app or honestly just to um, our Tommy Sports um, online, um, you can go to our uh, schedule and then there's a button that says watch now and you click on it and it just pops up. It'll be either the St. Thomas link or whoever we're playing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. That good. That's very good to know. We're, <laughs> yeah. glad, we're glad to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you tell me anything about like, you know, what you're excited for for the rest of the season or, you know, um, kind of like, you have seven matches in the span of 25 days right now. So that's a, that's a lot in a short yeah, amount of time for, for sure. sure. Um, and then, yeah, it, it, you, are you going to have a postseason this year? We won't have a postseason, sadly. Um, we have So we have th- a game Wednesday, we have a game Friday, and then Saturday. Um, they should be all really good games. Yeah. Um, it'll be fun to be back in our gym because we'll, we had uh, two away games, or two slash three. There was a scrimmage in there. And then now we have three games straight at home. Um, I'm I'm excited to be back in the gym and it'll be fun. I think the seven days and 25 days, it's been kind of all over the place because our season kind of got squished into these last two weeks. Sure. Um, we have five <laughs> days between basically 14 days. Wow. So that's been a lot, but 
um, I think we all of us love playing. We're very competitive teams, so um, it'll, it's a lot of fun. We all put our hearts out on the floor. We we have a lot of effort when we're playing. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so with that being said, I know at least from just like talk around campus, a lot of um, students want to know when you are playing for a playoff spot or, or, or a championship. What is the goal or the the drive to let you get to, to, to know that you guys are playing your best, that you should be watching these games, that even though there is no prize at the end, that this is what you should be watching. Tommy Volleyball is back, and, you know, although there's no prize, it's fun to watch, you know? Yeah. Um, I think one of the big things is, as a team, we we call it winning. So <laughs> not just the like yeah. typical <laughs> definition of winning. We uh, we played a – we learn a lot after every single game, win or lose. Um, Score-wise, um, obviously, score-wise, we want to win. And just, like, that mental aspect of you want to be proud of what you put on the floor. And we, like I had said before, like, we're, we have put so much effort into how we play. It might not be the same. Um, we might not win every game. We might not have the best um, plays in, in there. But we do we do put our, put our hearts on the floor. And the, uh, all the effort that we're putting on that floor is, that's us. Like, yeah. unless, like, obviously we have some times where we aren't playing like ourselves. Mm -hmm. It happens. But, um, yeah, we it's a lot of fun to watch volleyball, I feel like. It's one of the fun sports. It's We earn a point every time the ball hits the floor, or <laughs> we don't, the game. Um, but, yeah, it, it's definitely a fun game to watch. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, can you give us any insight into, you play St. Mary's this Wednesday at mm -hmm. home, right, at 7. Um, are you... Are they pretty good? You know, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, last year, um, I'm not. Last year we beat them in three, I think. Um, we were at St. Mary's, and this year, um, they took Bethel to four, I think. I think they took ben, St. Ben's to five. I'm not exactly sure, but okay. they've been putting. They've been a really tough team this year, so we picked out a few players that we're gonna focus on. But they're definitely uh, gonna be a hard team, and we just got to put our best um, effort onto the floor. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and that sounds great. Yeah. And so moving out of the Mike, you guys are going D1 Summit League next year. What mm -hmm. is? How do you feel about that? And how is the team preparing for that? Or is that even on your radar right now? Um. Yeah. It's definitely on our radar. We um. We're kind of taking this like a like a like a spring season of what D1 would have because they have a lot of um, scrimmages and play um, different D1 teams. So we're kind of taking that as okay. We need these are skills that we need to start improving for D1 which has, that's kind of shifted our focus a lot, which is really nice. Um, and then, I mean, for me, I'm excited. And I know a lot of the other girls are excited. I mean, obviously it's nerve wracking because it's bigger, stronger, like taller yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> players. So that, that'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but I think as a team, we're pretty excited. We have a good solid base and we have a lot of um, freshmen. From what, I, from what I can tell, they're pretty good coming up from high school and from all over. Mm -hmm. Some from Texas, I think got one from florida Nebraska, oh, wow. so awesome. all over the place <laughs> yeah, and so as an athlete i mean it's always fun to play better competition but obviously you can have some doubts sometimes like okay bigger taller stronger girls how do you prepare mentally for that um, obviously not playing that yet but knowing that that's going to be coming and i mean obviously you were recruited as a d3 athlete and now taking on the responsibilities of d1 athlete as a uh, a, a junior i believe you're going to be next year yep um becoming one of those leaders. How, how do you prepare for that? Has Coach talked to you guys about your new roles or how that's going to look? Yeah, he hasn't really talked to us about our roles on the team yet. Um, 
obviously there won't be a ton of us from this year going on to next year or we'll, we'll all be kind of playing for our spot um and that's but that's kind of the mindset we've always had mm -hmm. so like we always have to fight for our spot and we have to earn it to be able to play and we have to put our best foot out on the floor and so that that is a big thing for my coach um and i know um going in i think i think it's it is going to be interesting to see how it goes and there's this these teams are really good but <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited i know um a, a lot of us played at a, a higher club level so we actually know a lot of the people in the summit league so it should be fun oh, yeah be really nice yeah. yeah see some old friends for yeah, sure that's exactly. gonna be that'll be super cool uh-huh yeah yeah, well, thank you so much for, for giving us an insight on, you know, the season. Uh, your next game, as Cam said, Wednesday at 7. Uh, catch it on TommySports.com uh, uh, live, and uh, we'll see you out there. Yeah, thanks yeah. so much for, for coming. Thanks for having me. For our final segment on today's show, we're going to recap the latest week in St. Thomas sports, uh, starting with football. The Tommy football team uh, had their first spring game postponed against the Augies this past Saturday. Currently, that was the only game that the uh, Tommy football is set to play this season in the MIAC. The game will be, will be rescheduled if circumstances allow it. Um, as of right now, we are not sure exactly when it's rescheduled for, but hopefully they can get that game in. I know they're really excited about it, and unfor yeah. and it was really unfortunate that they couldn't play that this past Saturday. Yeah, especially with um, the move to D1 and trying to finish that final season off with a, with a bang. And, yeah. Uh, I've also been told that uh, Tojo is not going to happen. And I know. That's a huge tradition, and Tommy football is huge here. Yeah. I've only been here for a year and a half, and uh, everyone talks about it. I think mm -hmm. there's a few football games. It's an atmosphere unlike no other, and it's sad that we won't be able to play in the MIAC anymore, but um, I'm excited for what D1 holds. Absolutely. I know, yeah, a bunch of them were very sad about Tojo being canceled. I, um, I'm i not positive, but I believe that St. John's, like, isn't having any football games this yeah, spring, yeah. so so that would definitely kind of, you know, definitely play a factor into why there's no Tojo game. Yeah. Uh, next, I wanted to talk about volleyball uh, after since we just talked to Kate a, a little bit ago. Um, and the Tommies lost to uh, the, the Augsburg Augies um, in three sets this past week. Um, Selena Lewandowski had 10 kills, but unfortunately, they lost. Um, uh, the Augies moved to 4-1 and one on the condensed spring season with... Uh, all sets being pretty close in score, but, um, you know, the Tommies just didn't have enough to edge them out, unfortunately. Uh, Grace Ant Antipa also had uh, 31 assists and 9 digs on the night, so that was a, a pretty good night for her. Um, and then finally, Megan Mazzola added 16 digs. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, just not enough to give them the win overall. But um, their next match uh, is versus St. Mary's at home this coming Wednesday, so that's pretty exciting. Um and so hopefully they can, you know, get a win out of that and then uh, even up their record overall. Yeah, they're uh, one and two this this uh, this season. So, so far, yeah. Let's see if we can get back two and two. Absolutely. I get to cover the game uh, that they have this Friday at home. Also, they're playing Concordia Moorhead. And so I'm really excited. I get to go there and hopefully take some pictures or write a story. And then uh, finally, I'm going to talk about uh, men's golf. So I have the the men are ranked number 22 right now, which is pretty crazy, pretty good. Um, they brought two squads uh, to the Gustavus Bobby Craig invite. 
Um, and right now, one of the squads sits in second, and the other one sits in seventh out of 15 teams. And they're at the halfway point of the tournament as of as of yesterday night. Um, they uh, they were set to finish sometime today, but I do not believe that the final results are out yet. So unfortunately, I can't update everybody on that right now. Um, however, one Tommy team posted a 300 total for uh, for the day, and yeah, that's the team that's in second. So that's a 300 total is pretty good. They are currently in front of St. John's, Gustavus, and Bethel um, as of as of last night. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's they're doing pretty well. They're only uh, five shots behind UW Eau Claire. So hopefully, you know, hopefully the uh, tournament today or like the courses that they played today, hopefully they got got um, caught up to them. Yeah, finished strong, got caught up to them. Absolutely. Uh, Tommy first year player, um, Matthew Armstrong shot 72 and he's tied for second in a field of 79 players. So, you know, tied for second out of 79. Yeah, there's not really much else you could do better. (laughs) Uh, Pretty impressive for a first year student for sure. So good luck to them as they finish up uh, today at the invite and hopefully, um, you know, finish out strong. Yeah. Uh, women's soccer, they won against Gustavus 5-0. Uh, St. Thomas played its first home game in over 500 days, 517 days uh, to be exact, dating back to t- the 2019 postseason. Wow. They ended a two-long unbeaten streak, an active streak of 19 games in a row. They're 14-0-5, and a home string of 27 games without a loss, 23-0-4. Wow. Yeah. The Tommy's defense has shut out 10 of its last 12 opponents, uh, dating back to October 19th, uh, two goals each uh, were scored by Paige Cater, Chris Epperly, and Lexi Sierra scored the one lone goal to come up 5-0. Yeah, and can we talk about Paige Cater for just a second yeah. here? She <laughs> is having a crazy season. I um, believe she also had two goals, um, for sure one if not two, in uh, their game at St. Mary's um, the week prior. Yes. So she's having an awesome season so far, and... Um, you know, I am very excited to see, you know, like how, how well she does for the rest of the season. Hopefully um, she and the rest of the Tommies can, you know, finish it out strong and w- if, in their remaining games. So I'm really excited to see where, where they go. Yeah. Uh, in baseball, a doubleheader was, uh, double was split against Bethel. Uh, Tommies hot Kyle Halverson, who is just killing it lately. Absolutely. And bases loaded triple to break a... 0-0 tied in the sixth inning, and Duke Corbin recorded his second complete game. Uh, he won in nine days to lead the Tommies to a 4-1 victory against Bethel in the first game of the doubleheader in Arden Hills. In game two, that was not the the, uh, the story there, was James Wolfell slapped a three-run home run, home run uh, to extend the lead 6-0, and the Royals would go on 14-7, and 7-3 in the Mayak. And went to claim a seven to one victory uh, to split the double header. The Tommies left eleven on base and grounded to double play uh, in game two to lose. Tommies are fourteen and four, nine and one, and ended an eleven game winning streak in the second game. Uh, the last home game they won with great pitching by Andrew Tree, uh, and the Tommies are two and four in Wednesday and Thursday's game and twelve and zero in all others. The Tommies face off the St. Olaf, uh, St. Olaf Olies uh, in the series, but that has been canceled due to COVID-19 protocols. But they are still scheduled to play two more at Gustavus on April 21st. So, baseball doing really well uh, as opposed to past seasons. They 
winning record so far. I believe they're in second place. Um, so it'll be fun to watch the uh, baseball team hopefully end this season with a, uh, a big W as yeah. they still have playoffs. Yeah, they're going to have, hopefully they have a really strong finishing. You know, they started off uh, the first, their first couple games, uh, they played uh, Northwestern St. Paul, and then after that they played uh, St. John's. And, you know, they were looking a little bit shaky at the beginning there. They, like, they had a losing record just out of those first, like, three doubleheaders but then after that wow they've been killing it like you said um they had 11 game win streak that's that's a lot so good for them and you know unfortunately they it they broke that the other day but you know what um you can't win (laughs) yeah exactly you can't win them all and um hopefully yeah hopefully they continue um on the uprise after after learning a little bit from that so yeah Yeah, very exciting yeah so go uh go times on that one uh, softball. Yeah. Better <laughs> wins against the Aggies. Uh, mercy rule for both games. Winning game one, 8 0 in five innings, and then game two, 10 0 in five innings. Uh, do you want to explain how you guys are having a 33 inning scoreless streak at home? You have not allowed anyone to come onto your turf and score in 33 innings. That is incredibly impressive. You know, I am going to be honest, I did not even know that until we, you and I talked about that the other day. Um, I just, you know, we, we go out there and we try our best and we get our work done. And, um, you know, we don't really, I don't think personally that we really focus on like, like getting these scoreless streaks or anything like that. We go out there and we, we get it done and we do our best. And, yeah. you know, if we let nobody score, then we let nobody score, you know, and that, that's really awesome. I literally had no idea that that was a thing. And so hopefully we can continue that um, in our next game we play this Wednesday. So, yeah, that's crazy, though. I, defense, you guys have been amazing. Yeah. Hopkins has contributed a lot of innings to that. Kendall's yeah. having a great year so far, mm-hmm. for sure. And then finally, in men's basketball, big news. St. Thomas basketball made a big splash in landing former gopher forward Jarvis Omersa on Sunday. He announced it in a Twitter video. Omersa is uh, 6'7", 235-pounder junior. He opted out in December due to concerns during the pandemic. The former student standout average 1.7 points, 2.3 rebounds, and a team best of 1.3 steals in 9.9 minutes through seven games before leaving the team. Wow. The Tommies, who will transition from Division Three to Division One next season, have also brought in two more Division One transfers from Minnesota, with Wisconsin-Milwaukee's Courtney Brown Jr. from Eastridge and Javon Hadley from Creighton-Durham Hall. Wow. So the Tommies are adding a whole bunch of yeah. great players. Uh, Omersa, known to be the high-flying dunker, so we'll see a lot of big dunks next Yeah, season. I cannot wait for that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, and so that is our Tommy talk. Um, a lot of exciting news and looking forward to next week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, this was so much fun uh, getting to be able to talk with Kate today, um, and I really wish her luck on her the rest of her volleyball season this spring. And then it was awesome to get to recap a ton of sports here at St. Thomas and in Minnesota overall. And then finally, uh, you know, getting to talk about our favorite sports movies of all time. That was just so much fun. I loved getting to hear your your viewpoint <laughs> on everything, and hopefully. Um, our listeners get some good uh, advice and uh, take our advice and listen to some great movies or watch some great movies. Thanks everyone for listening to episode three of our podcast. I'm Andres Tejeda. And I'm Cam Kaufman. And we'll see you next time on Keep the Ball Rolling.